Could we just bow for prayer? I hope that when we come to church, we have prepared our hearts for what God has. And if you haven't been in the habit of that, that's a good habit to get into. To prepare your heart so that the Word of God may come into your heart as I pray from my heart. Heavenly Father, thank you for today and for what you are doing. Thank you for the wonderful praise and the worship. God, you have been so good to us, so kind with, to us, and so generous with us. We could never praise you sufficiently for what you have done. Lord, we say thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Help us that our hearts would open wide that your word might come and lodge in our spirit, Lord. In these next few moments, I pray that you would help me to say those things that would be pleasing to you, Lord. And nothing else, nothing more, nothing less. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And I thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. I promise that if if we get a half a dozen amens, we'll be out of here in record time. Thank you, Lord. Amen. This is the most peculiar time for me. I um, had five sets of notes and um, about ten pages each. And I thought, which one should I use? You ever feel that way, Pastor? I am a person who studies God's Word. I hope you are a person who studies God's Word. Not just read a little bit as we go out the door, but to study. Paul said to Timothy, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. I don't know all that means, but I'll tell you one thing I think it does mean. And uh, we're not going to have any hands raised, so don't worry about that. But I think the Lord, I think Paul may have been saying in so many words, we ought to be ashamed if we don't study God's Word. This book that we have, our Bible, costs many people their lives. So that you and I can have the word of the living God. And if you haven't been a person to study the word. 
I recommend it to you. So I thought about, I thought about which one of the messages that I would use. And um, then I wondered maybe I should just do all of them. And we'd be out of here by Wednesday night, I think. But on a serious note, I want to just speak for a few moments. I think the Lord has done great things in our midst. And they are only a foretaste. Just a foretaste of what God is going to do. A foretaste. Just a little bit. Um, turn with me in your Bibles. I studied six to eight hours on Friday. I study every day, but I studied six to eight hours on Friday. And yesterday, again, and um, then I still did not know what I was going to say. So I said to the Lord, it's time for me to go to bed. I don't know what you want to say, but I'm going to look to you. I set my clock for 3 a.m., got out of the bed, and I began to sense his leading in a very simple way. The things of God are not complicated. The things of God are not complicated. Some people stay away from the Bible because they believe that it's this complicated book when it isn't that at all. We have been given a personal guide to be with us and to teach us the things of God. Jesus said to his followers, he said, I'm going back to the Father. And when I get back to the Father, I'm going to ask him to send the Holy Spirit. One who is just like myself, Jesus said. If you look at the original of that passage, you will see that Jesus said, I'm going to send one back who is just like me. Jesus, how was Jesus? Well, I'll tell you how he was. He prayed, and then he began to bring together a group of followers. Now, you and I might not have chosen any of those people, but Jesus had talked to the Father, and the Father had shown him who to bring to himself and the scripture says the reason that Jesus brought them to himself, he said it's very simple, that they might be with me. That they might be with me. God wants to be with us. That would be a good place for an amen. amen. God wants to be with us. He wants us to be with him. And he has sent his Holy Spirit to fill our lives and to let us know the things of the Spirit of God. I repeat what I said earlier, the things of God are not complicated. They are very simple. And we have that teacher with us who will lead us into all the truth. Jesus said he will take the things of Christ of myself, he said, and show them unto us. The disciples said to him one day, why do you talk in parables? And he explained the reason why he did. But he wants us to know that his word 
is intended to be very simple for us to understand and it can only happen as the Holy Spirit steps into our lives and leads us and guides us and opens the things of God to us. He can show you in two minutes. He can show you in two minutes. He can show me in two minutes things that are absolutely wonderful that will lift us up from where we are. You remember when Jesus had just rose from the dead and his disciples, two of them, one Cleopas by name who was not a disciple and the other, uh, we don't know his name, but they were walking along down to a nearby town, maybe 10 or 15 miles at the most, could have been less than that. And they were so cast down because they believed, they believed that Jesus was the Messiah. They believed, he didn't teach them this exactly, but they believed that he was going to set up his earthly kingdom here and now. And they were, they felt jilted. They felt disappointed. They felt like this just can't, this cannot be. This cannot be. We saw him nailed to a cross and the cross fell into the ground with Jesus there and it tore his flesh and they saw him on that cross and believed until the last minute that he would come down off the cross. They even heard Jesus say, My father, my father. They said he's crying out for Elias. And they watched as Jesus breathed, as Jesus breathed, his last breath. And they were so dejected, downtrodden, just like we get sometimes. Just like you get sometimes and like I get sometimes. Because we get disappointed at times. And they were walking along talking together and Jesus, who they thought was dead, came up behind them. And he struck up a conversation with them. And he said, what's the problem? Y'all look so, look like uh, somebody has licked all the red off your candy. What's the problem? And they said, you mean you don't know? The person that we believed was sent to this earth to be the Savior of us. And we believed in him. We had our confidence in him. We had our trust in him. We believed that he was going to set up his kingdom and we watched him die. And Jesus began talking to them. They did not recognize him. They didn't know it was Jesus. And he began to talk to them. And he began to tell them things out of Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy and out of the prophets concerning himself. And they still didn't know 
who he was. They did not recognize him. Somehow, God put something across where they did not understand who it was. But as he began speaking to them about himself, out of the scriptures, not out of what men thought about him, but out of the scriptures, all the things concerning himself, when he did that, their hearts began to burn within them. Have you ever had a holy heartburn? I have. I have, and I recommend that. Remember now, they were dejected and could hardly put one foot in front of the other. Disappointed, disillusioned. And as Jesus opened the scriptures to them and told them what Isaiah was talking about and told him what Moses was talking about and all the rest of the prophets, their hearts began to burn. Their spirits began to burn within them as he talked to them. It didn't come all at once. It just came on kind of a little bit at the time. And it wasn't until Jesus had vanished from them it wasn't until then that they looked at each other and said, was your heart burning when Jesus was talking to us? They went inside with, with uh, Jesus went inside with them. And they had him to break the bread. And when he broke the bread, they saw who he was and knew him. And when they looked around and looked back, he was gone. The scripture says he vanished. And all of that disillusionment, all of that pain, all of that feeling of the end of the world had come, all of that was gone. All of it disappeared. They looked at each other and said, Man, when he was talking out of the scriptures, we recognized some of them. When he was talking to us, my heart began to burn within me. I want to tell you this morning that God tells us in his word how we can have a heart that is on fire for God. God doesn't want us God doesn't want us to settle for something that is beneath what he has for us. The only place I know in the Bible where he told us how we could be on fire for him was when the, the, the disciples were going to, was it Aeneas? Anyway, it's, it's very close to that. When we are going through our disillusionment, when we're going through our feelings of disappointment, when we're feeling like everything that we thought it was going to be like, it hasn't been like for us, what we need to do is get alone with Him. Get alone with Him. There was just the two of them. Nobody else on the road there. Just the two of them. And as he started to open the scriptures, 
And I want to tell you, God still opens the scriptures today. Some of you know that experientially. It's not enough to know it in our head. It's not enough to know it in our head. It has to be down in our spirit. They, they did not say, what they did say is, did not our hearts burn within us? They weren't talking about the, the uh, pumping organ in here, but they were talking about the heart, as the Bible refers to it, the spirit of man. Listen, God can take you from absolute dejection one moment and the very next moment you can be walking and leaping and praising and shouting God. He did that with those disciples. What a wonderful thing it was. You know, they could hardly get one foot in front of the other. And when they, when Jesus disappeared, they said, let's go back home. All of the sorrow was gone. All of the dejection was gone. They still didn't understand everything about what had transpired. But what they did know is what Jesus taught them about himself from the scriptures. Brothers and sisters, I simply want to say to you this morning that God wants us to be men and women of the Word of God. He wants us to be men and women of the Word of God. He wants you and me to be men and women of the Word of God. What a wonderful thing it is when the Lord shows us or teaches something to us by His Holy Spirit from His Word. There is nothing there is nothing that can come close to that. Nothing. And yet I'm afraid that so many people in churches, I'm not talking about people down at the bar, but people in churches, I'm afraid that we get so busy with stuff. I said we get so busy with stuff. We get so busy going here and going there and getting this and getting that that very often the Word of God gets neglected. I heard about this uh, little church that had gotten a new preacher. And the preacher was going around visiting different homes. And he went to this one home, and uh, the lady was not expecting him. And uh, she and her daughter were there, and she said... Um, she invited him in, and he came in and sat down. She probably got him some cake and some tea or coffee. And uh, she said to her daughter, go get the book that Mama loves so well. And she did. She went and got the Sears Roebuck catalog that her Mama loves so well. Now, that's an old story. You can tell that already. Because there ain't no Sears Roebuck catalog store, <laughs> as far as I know. At least not like it was then. Brothers and sisters, I do not believe that we can advance to the place that God wants us to be unless we become men and women of the book. This book right here. There's a lot of other books that you can read, and many of them are good. But none of them, none of them 
none of them can come close to what God can say to us. And I know that I'm not, I'm probably preaching to the choir, at least in part. Don't let anything, don't let anything keep you from the word of God. It was the word that Jesus spoke that went into them and drove out all that other stuff. We won't go through it again. Drove it all out. And they were full of energy and excitement and ready to go. They said to one another, man, when he was talking, my heart was burning within me. My heart was burning within me. Now, I'll just say this and then I'm going to give it to Pastor. It is up to you. And it is up to me. It's up to us. Whether we will be people of the word of God or not. It's up to us. It's an individual decision. We could put on some kind of a program and get people to promise to read so many verses or chapters or whatever. But in the final analysis, it is something that I have to decide to do. That you have to decide to do. Jesus went to the home of Mary and Martha. And Martha was running all over the place. Getting everything all in order. And beautiful. And tasty and all of that. And Mary sat at Jesus' feet. Martha got all up in the air about it. She's not helping me. Don't you care that she's not helping me? And Jesus said, Martha... You're cumbered about many things. But one thing is needful. Could we say that together? One thing is needful. He's talking about the scriptures that Jesus was pouring into her. He said, one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that one thing. And he said, it is the good part. It is the good part. Nothing, nothing can come within a thousand miles of the Word of God. I recommend it to you. On a daily basis, let's be people of the Word of God. That's record time, Pastor. Do you want me to close or you want to close? Would you stand with me? My mother and dad got born again when I was about, I think, four years old. They immediately got into a little church in West Florida, in Panama City, Florida. And they had just been born again, and my dad had been a drunkard, really. We call them alcoholics now, but he was a drunkard. One of the first things I can remember in my life about him was that my mother had to work so we had something to eat. He worked, made good money, but he gambled it away and drank it away. And I don't know what else.
But they got born again and immediately fell in love with the Word of God. Immediately they fell in love with the Word of God. And the man who, I was going to tell you the one thing I remember first about him was that he went and picked my mother up and my sister and I were in the car. She was working at a, they called it a ladies ready to wear then. They don't have that now either. But uh, I remember that he got mad about something, took her wallet with her pay in it, threw it out the window. But that same man got in love with the word of God. And that woman got in love with the word of God. And they would go to church and then they would come home and get out their Bibles and sit at the table in the kitchen and, or in the dining room and they would read the Word and talk about it. Listen, the Word of God will stand forever. Jesus said this, heaven and earth may pass away, but my Word will never pass away. Get that word into your heart. Get it into your heart. Get it into your heart. Lord, I've just said a few things, but they're so important, Lord. Some of us have not touched our Bible since last Sunday. But you're not mad with us about that. You just want us to do differently. God, give us in this church a great, great, great hunger for what you have said. Thank you, Lord. Maybe, maybe you'd like right now just to say to the Lord in your heart, I'm not asking you to raise your hand. I'm not asking you to do anything except in your heart. Say to the Lord, by your grace, I will be a man or a woman of the Word of God. By your grace, I will do it. My dad and mother never turned back. They never turned back. They kept going. And became involved in the church. God, my dad actually became a, uh, a not, not a full-fledged pastor, but he worked in the church. Anything that needed to be done, he would do it. He was so excited. You know what he was excited about? This book right here. This book right here. Couldn't get enough of that word. And every morning, every morning, he would go around and tap on the door for everybody. Because it's time to come to the central room and pray. Not, not some long, drawn-out thing. But before we went to school, he read something to us from the Bible and prayed. Listen, God's Word, God's Word will keep you and me from sin. God's Word will keep you and me from sin. Somebody's thinking, well, I don't even have a problem with sin. I bet you don't. God's Word will keep us walking with the King.
walking with the king walking with the king and one day we'll walk right on into heaven spend eternity with our Lord Lord I want to be more and more a man of your word thank you Jesus give us that desire Lord give us that desire Lord in the name of Jesus I pray without it Lord we'll flounder around all the time with it we can walk with the same Lord that Enoch walked with for 300 years bless your people I pray Father let something that I've said go down into their heart and cause their heart to burn within them until they get busy for you, Lord. Bless your people, I pray. Thank you for what you've done for Charles and what you're doing for Lisa and others here. You are the great I am, the Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last, the beginning and the end. Oh, we love you, Lord. Can I make just one other observation? I hope you will latch on to this. We do not love God any more than we love the Word. We do not, no matter what we say, we don't love God unless we love the Word of God. God can make it so wonderful that you can't wait to open your Bible. You want to say something, Pastor? God bless you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for putting into practice what we've been talking about today. God bless you. Our meeting on Wednesday evening is... Um, we have room for a few more people to get in on Wednesday night. In fact, we have quite a number of chairs that need to be filled. God bless you. You are dismissed. May the Lord go with you.